This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. To hell and back is in the job description. Roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Yeah, Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. Thanks on the Mindset Podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. I am here. I am your host, Chris Lufka, here with uh, Frankie Provolum. And I hope I pronounced that right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, well, it's actually Polyphrone is the official last name, but I go by Frankie Provolone. So <laughs> you got it. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, so basically we were talking about, you said you want to talk about the co-angler side of things for the boat side and also how you manage your mindset when directing a kayak tournament and also fishing in the same tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, man, let's dive in. Let's dive into it. All right. So first uh, – so people may not know who you are exactly. Uh, you want to kind of explain what you who who you are and what you're all involved in? Absolutely. Well, first off, woo! What up, Slayers? That's what I'm known <laughs> for, baby. So uh, for anybody that does not know me, although I will say this, my first ever podcast was 
on Paddle and Finn uh, nice. with uh, with Dan Perry and my buddy uh, Sam Jones. Um, so yeah, anybody that doesn't know me, uh, just a Northeast angler, right out of Connecticut, uh, phys ed teacher. That's the real gig. Uh, but I also am the founder of Slay Nation Tournament Fishing, uh, which we're an organization that provides tournament opportunities to the everyday angler. So we run small boat events across the country. Whether you have a John boat, canoe, or kayak, you compete in that series. We also have a kayak-only series, similar to KBF and Hobie and everything else out there. Um, and we have an online series, a Lady Slayers one, women only across the nation. And we also offer a uh, Next Generation series right now, which is youth anglers 8 to 14 that compete online. So um, that's, uh, that's where most of the viewers might know me from is the fishing side. It's awesome. Um, I can't see your camera's kind of blurred out. How's that? No, it was good right before we started and then it kind of blurred it. I don't know. I see you good and I see myself good. Maybe it's my end anyway. I can't. I can't tell if it's blurry or not. Looks mint over here. Let me. No, I don't want to remove you. Just a second, everybody. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on with that. Uh, so we'll just get into it. Hopefully it kind of gets back to normal or maybe it's just on my end. Um, basically, where do you want to start? Do you want to start on the co-angler side of things and how you go through the struggles of being in the back of the boat but still competing with it? Because I, I have been a part of that too where I was in the back of the boat but I'm still trying to beat the guy in front of the boat without having any control whatsoever, really what he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we could start there. That's fine. Um, I mean, so, yeah, I guess uh, it's been a while since I was a – I don't even like to say co-angler because I don't even think that makes sense. When you think of co-angler, yeah. you think of – you you know, I don't understand why they use that term co-angler. I've always wondered that because you're not in the same team. Like, think about co-pilot. You're not against the pilot. You're the team. You know, a co-captain, yeah. you're together. So a co-angler never made sense to me. ABA, I know they call it non-boater. So I was a non-boater fishing with a boater. And uh, I just had to get that off my chest. I don't understand the whole co-angler crap. I think it just makes feel people feel better. It just doesn't make sense. You're not on the same team. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird. I just think it sounds better than someone saying non-boater. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so this, like, seven years ago, you know, when I first got into tournament fit, uh, well, not seven. It was now, oh, Jesus, 11 years ago when I first got into the tournament scene, right? Uh, the big boat stuff. Uh, and I don't own a big bass boat. So I became a non-boater in the Connecticut division of uh, American Bass Anglers. And fisher boaters on their on their boat. I drew boat numbers. I was the only non-boater in, in that club. And uh, you know, every event, what people don't understand is, you know, you have a different mindset than the boater sometimes because every all the variables are out of your reach. I don't. I can't control where I want to go. You know, I can't even control the techniques I want to do because it's all in the hands of the boater. So your mindset 
going into that, you got, I mean, you have to have an open mindset. That's probably the most important thing is an open mindset. Like you can't, it's really hard to rig up your rods the night before a tournament when you're a non-boater because you have no idea who you're going to draw. And two, you have no idea where this guy's going to go. What if he just likes to drop shot in 60 feet and you don't, you've never threw a drop shot. I can't, yeah. it, it's so hard to pre-rig. So Honestly, a lot of the stuff I would rig the night before, but I would put, you know, swivels on like three rods because I knew I might have to change out a crankbait or change out a jerkbait or change out whatever, uh, chatterbait. Um, so the mindset right off the bat was, you know, almost, you know, um, kind of all over the place, but I knew like, so what I would always do is I would always have my two confidence baits tied on. Right. And I would always tell myself, hey, we pull up to this specific type of uh, area. I know that I'm rocking a spinner. You know, back then my go to was, you know, spinner bait and a fluke, you know, zoom super fluke. Those are my two baits, uh, especially in the waters we fish. So I knew I always would have those tied on. And I think making sure you anybody listening, whoever's fish tournaments and you'll hear from everybody, always go with your confidence baits because that's, you know, don't don't all of a sudden try drop shot and in the tournament when you've never even touched it, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's not going to work. You need confidence in the bait confidence um, to even think that there's fish in an area. Like if you talk to a lot of these anglers, whether it's kayak series, any series, they're confident that you have to almost envision that they are, there's fish looking at your lure every time it's in the water. Right. Um, even though you can't visually see it, you have to have a vision um, like, all right, every cast, I'm waiting to set my hook, um, even though it might take 100 casts before you, you set the hook. <laughs> but every cast, you have to think like that. Like, that's that mindset. And being an on-boater, right, you draw the boat number. Sometimes you know, you know a lot of the anglers in your club, and you draw someone, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, you're <laughs> like, this guy never even catches fish. He's always at the bottom of the totem pole. You're like, I don't even know if he even knows any good spots in this place. So, um you know, sometimes that happens. You're like, oh, but but the flip side is you might draw someone that you know is a good angler and that you know is going to put you on fish. Because sometimes as an on-boater, which 98% of the times you draw a great guy and they say, hey, Frank, uh, the smallmouth are on these wee beds. I got three spots we're going to hit up. Uh, I'm going to put you on fish. And then you're like, oh, all right, let's go. You know, you're, that's when your mindset changes because you're like, all right. Um, but at the same token – um, it's not like that all the time. And you're on the back of someone's boat. Uh, you know, they might back boat you, you know, and, you know, not point you at the, you know, at the, at the point that he's hitting. And so you just have to always tell yourself, I can't control any of the variables, but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to grind. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to chit chat. Um, and I think that that's extremely important. And, um, no, I'll tell you, in one particular tournament that comes to my mind, it was on Kendallwood Lake, and I was fishing uh, with a fellow, Leon, and uh, I was getting on him pretty good from the back of the boat. I was using, I was using a Lucky Craft pointer, uh, suspended jerkbait, and sexy shad, and I was hammering him. And he was he only had one in the live well. I had, I had like three or four in the live well. I had like a good 10 pounds going. And it got to the point I was – I must have caught – I've never caught that much fish from the back of the boat. I must have caught maybe 15, 20 smallmouth all on the same bait. We had a pattern going. But for whatever reason, he could not 
he couldn't catch anything. So he said, all right, Frank, there's like three hours left. I'm not fishing. I want, I'm going to try to put you on fish and make you win this. Right. And uh, I ended up coming in third place in that event. I was, I was stoked. I got a little plaque uh, in the, um, in the garage. So, I mean, you just, you never know when it will be your day. And as a non-boater, you know, I don't want to talk too long about it, but because that was so far long ago, but <laughs> you, you, you just gotta, you gotta have confidence no matter what you do. If you don't have confidence, don't pay the entry fee, don't get involved. Right. Uh, you know, keep practicing fishing, but you gotta be confident in yourself. Um, you know, and just make sure that you are, um, you can't really be too prepared because you don't know what you're going to be doing. But if you're just confident and tie in two confidence baits and just know when you hit an area that you know you could throw those and do something um, or potentially do something, then you got to do it. But your mindset, I mean, that's a lot of people get defeated with their mind, right? Mind could be a tricky thing. It's either going to, you know, it could be the, it could be uh, the angel or the devil. So you got to, and mindset is practice, right? If you're not practicing the power of positivity, you can't expect to be some negative Sally and then ex- go into a tournament. All of a sudden, your po- like, positivity has got to be part of your life. You can't just, you know, oh, think you're positive going in an efficient tournament. Then you leave and now you're Mr. Negative. Don't work like that. you got to preach yeah. positivity. You have, you know, you got to live it, feel it. You have to believe in, believe in it. So that's the non-boater side. Yeah, and I definitely agree with you. And especially going into a tournament, not with you control the controllables basically, because yep. th- there's no way you can control what that boulder is going to do. You can only control what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Yeah. So you said now, do you own a kayak or do you say that again? Well, what do you own a kayak? Yeah, I own a kayak. I own a Cadillac of kayaks, baby. Uh, I own a Pelican. It's sitting. It's a sitting. It's doing, it's there. Do you see it in the backyard there? That's that, that. I don't know if you can see. You probably can't get the blurry, but it's actually back there. I took it out this morning, actually. Um, so I fish. You know. So I mean, I used to have. You know. I mean, I'm talking. I used to kayak fish like probably like 15, 16 years ago. I had to sit on top. Um, and then, uh, I bought a 16 foot canoe. That's kind of how Slay Nation all started. But yeah, I do have a kayak. I have, excuse me. I fished a few tournament kayak tournaments, um, out of, you know, out of uh, a few buddies that are a little better than mine, but I fished some KBBT events out of that bad boy behind me. Um, but, I, but I have a job, jo- you know, right now with Slay Nation, I fish out of my John boat. Okay. Okay. Now, is there a recent tournament where you felt like the mindset was the whole reason why you did good or the reason why you might have did bad? Or Yeah, well, uh, so this season has been a tough season. So as much as I want to tell you my mindset helped me do well, <laughs> it did not. So I can't even fluff that. I mean, we um, all have those days. Yeah, man. Yeah, but I will tell you, I will tell you this, though. Um, because yes, I am a director, right. And, you know, we, we also compete. Um, but every, even though I'm a director, you know, every time I go fish an event, I'm trying to win, right. We're all trying to win. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, my mindset going to any event is first, it's always to have fun, 
right? I know I'm paying an entry fee like everyone else, but I'm not paying $250. It's, it's $50 split with a teammate. I'm spending 25 bucks, so I am not going to be overly competitive to the point where it ruins my day in the water or if I'm not catching anything or pattern's not working. That, that, never, that never, you know, I'm not one of those anglers. I won't let it ruin my day because I'm fishing. At the end of the day, I'm fishing. Um, you know, but I'm always like, you know, different. Now, flip side, now that I can control the variables, I can put myself in these positions, in these spots, um, you know, where I think the fish might be on a body of water. You know, I can research because I know I'm going to hit these spots up. So it is much different than being a non-boater um, and even rigging my tackle. You know, I'm putting on all my confidence baits. You know, <laughs> if I got if it's six or seven rods, I'm putting on six or seven confidence baits. You know, you're really trying to do anything you can to put yourself in a good position. And yes, you can study maps, you know, go back on your waypoints. You can look up uh, old tournament results on that body of water during that time of year. Um, You know, so you could do all that stuff. But if you're not going in with the right mind, like, hey, I'm going to go in, I'm going to have fun, uh, but I'm going to fish hard. I'm going to fish hard. And uh, you can't be defeated because if you don't get on that morning bite, you know, between, you know, six and nine o'clock, let's just say it's not there. You know, there's opportunities for there's other feeding windows. You know, you just got to try to capitalize when those when those happen. So, um, you know, again, it, it's it all comes back to, to you know, being positive and and, uh, you know, believing in, you know, your skills as well. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely about like I didn't. We just had done with got done with the tournament this weekend, and I found nothing in practice, and just happened just to go out and go fishing, have fun, and uh, it ended up working out. I didn't finish first, but yeah, I got up on the board, you know. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. As long as you're on the board, baby. Yeah, I went out with just. I'm just gonna go out, have fun, and it kind of ended up working out better that way versus the two days of practice where I didn't find anything and I was kind of down on my luck. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I also get you, you bring up a good point pre-fishing, right? Which pre-fishing can go, you know, can swing two different ways on a pendulum, right? Or on the spectrum, you can either have a real crappy practice and that starts to put you in a less positive mind frame going into the event. Um, if you have a great practice, sometimes it puts you over positive, you know, you know, you're just like, Oh, I'm on them. I got them. And then tournament day comes. And as we all know, it sometimes, you know, you, the fish that you found in practice are not there anymore. And, uh, so that can mess with you. And I, me personally, I know a lot of my members in my Connecticut series up here, they love to go pre-fishing. And, that, and that's great. Me personally, I don't like pre-fishing because I know it will mess with me. I will find them one day and the next day I won't catch anything. And it's just the way it is. So I, I personally, I like going in fresh. I don't like having any preconceived notions of, oh, I'm going to go hit this spot. I just like to go fish and then just kind of, you know, you kind of just hope, you know, not even hope, but just like, you know, let, let the fish, let the weather, let the body of water, you know, just kind of uh you know just guide you just you know just go with the flow i guess that's the best way you could say it yeah i mean that's kind of what i did yesterday yeah Um, you know 
went to sleep kind of with a negative attitude and woke up just and didn't didn't really bother me at that point. Yeah. But, no, that's good. You hit a reset button. Yeah, a, a definite reset button. The the thing that also helped was and I don't want to tell people on, on this podcast. I had a bunch of people kind of reach out to me after seeing my Instagram post about not catching any fish and pre fishing. That that helped me out too where I had people like, Hey, don't let it bother you, just go fishing. Yeah. That that helped a bunch too. Absolutely. Well, everybody needs a little bit of encouragement, right? When you yeah, feel down, yeah. it's nice to have a support group and uh yeah, it's important, but it's also as you keep, you know, as you keep um, you know, growing as an angler, you um you know, you, you start to learn that you can't be down on yourself. Cause when you think about the elite elite, the elite anglers, not like the Bassmaster elites, but, but you know, the elite anglers that always do well. Yeah. Even when they do bad, they still have a great attitude, right? Even when they do bad, they still have a great attitude. And, 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 and that's how you carry it from one event to another. And, uh, and what happens is you start to practice you, you'll, you'll become better. You'll just become better all around in your life. When you just start believing and having a positive attitude, things will start to fall in place because as much as like in pre-fishing, you didn't catch any fish and you were down on yourself, mm-hmm. right? At the same time. And I know, you know, you might, and I don't know what tournament it was, but if you paid a, you know, if you paid a high entry fee, I could see that. And you're like, oh yeah. crap, <laughs> I just spent 200 bucks and, and uh, now I'm about to catch nothing. Uh, you know, that's what your mindset is. But at the same time, we all have to understand, like, you still have the opportunity to fish. Like, and I know this sounds cheesy. And I know people are going to hear this, but like a lot of us are in better positions than other people out there. Right. So even though yeah. we have a bad practice of fishing, like you got to think to yourself, like, dude, I'm talking about, I, I didn't catch no fish fishing and someone else can't even pay their bills. It's like, why am I? You know what I mean? So, but, but I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's, it's not okay to not feel bad when you're not, but sometimes I feel like we have to put ourselves in a position and say, you know what? Things aren't that bad. I'll figure it out. Right. And that's, that's the power of positivity is like, all right, dude, you know, you could like me and you, you could call me and be like, yo, Frank, I sucked these last two days. (laughs) Pre-fishing stunk, you know, but you do it with a smile on your face because if you don't, then it's going to start to eat at you. And then what's going to happen is if that starts to become a cycle and a rhythm, it's going to start to become a habit and you don't want that. Mm-hmm. So you have to nip that in the butt. And that's, you know, that's how you break it. You know, they say 21 days to break a habit to start a new one. You yeah. want to get in good habits, right? So yeah, listen. Yeah. All right. You had two crappy pre-fishing days. You call up that, and that's my advice. You call up someone that you confide in, like your boy, your buddy, whoever, mm-hmm. maybe your wife. And you say, babe, I suck, but you do it with a smile on your face. You crack a joke. She probably, uh, you know, uh, cracks a joke or says, come on, you suck. Let's go catch a yeah. fish tomorrow. Yeah. Like you kind of, you kind of need that humor because it's going to keep you, uh, moving forward. And, um, that, that's actually probably a good piece of advice for anybody listening. And, and this is like life advice too, is if you are having a bad practice, don't go talk to the next dude that had a crappy practice and is down as well. That's not going to help either one of you. Call up a buddy. Everybody has that friend that makes you feel better when you get off the phone with them. Call yeah. someone. You know what I mean? We all do. 
or a family member, call that person and be like, hey, I had a crappy, because I guarantee you, you probably have some great friends that'll be like, Chris, don't even worry about it, man. You're going to go out there. You know, they might even tell you, dude, you're going to crush it tomorrow, even though you catch, you know, three fish. But yeah. but it's going to make you feel better. And I think, you know, and with fishing and, and talking about mindset, you know, if you t- think about professional athletes, they have coaches, they have life coaches, motivational coaches. That's why motivational speaking is so heavy set in the athletic industry, right? It's, I, I guarantee you there's professional athlete, uh, professional anglers that have that too, these mind coaches. And I wouldn't be surprised that some kayak anglers like the elite, the elite, you know, even though there's no like true professional kayak league yet, you know what I mean? We don't yeah. have one like the Bassmaster elites. It's getting closer and closer. Hopefully one day there is, but uh, the yeah, best of the yeah, best, yeah. the Joe, the, you know, Jody queen, Russ Snyder's, I guarantee you those, those dudes are never down on themselves, even after, if they have a bad tournament, which never happens. Um, but I guarantee you their mindset, that's why they do so well because their skills, their skill set, but their mindset, they believe in themselves. They're, they're positive about what they're doing. Um, and that is the difference between uh, anglers like that and like, a, you know, anglers that just, you know, give up. You know, you can't, be, you can't do that. Yeah, well, I, I know Gerald Swindle on the elites has a mind coach. He, he said that out publicly, and I know he speaks a lot about mindset. And it's my man right there. The day. Yeah. My PMA, team. baby. Positive mind, yeah. right? An attitude or whatever it is. Yeah, I, PMA. Positive mental attitude. That, that's kind of I, I had to remember that yesterday. Nice. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the guy, you know. I always listen to him and his videos on the positive mindset. He's like yeah. one of the only guys who talk about it, but Yeah, he's good. Well, one of the only anglers that talks about it. Yes. Yeah. Um and, you know, here's the th- well, and here like when you bring up Gerald Swindle, think about him for a second. Dude's never won a Bassmaster Classic. I don't even think he's ever won a Blue Trophy, right? He's won no. an AOI, he's won an AOI, right? But that's it yeah. out of but think about it. he's still so more influential than anybody else because of his mindset. He believes yeah. in himself. His wife's always writing positive vibes on his sandwich bag. He's like, mm-hmm. think about that. He's a type of angler. He's an elite angler. He's at the highest tier of professional angling. He hasn't won. A, you know, he hasn't even won a blue trophy. He hasn't won a, a Bassmaster Classic, but he's still pushing forward. He's still positive. Like, you got to think about that. Like, he's still able to make a living. I'm going to turn my light on. But he's still able to make a living doing what he loves because he still believes in himself. And, like, that, like if there's any example, that's an example right there, especially in the fishing world. Yeah, him and then I believe uh, Brian Latimer is the Be- other one that always talks talks about it. Be loud. That's right. Yeah, he said, if you want it, you know, you got to go after talking about if you want to be an elite angler. Absolutely. He talks about, like, how long it actually took him versus other people and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I'd rather listen to stuff like that than listen to the next lure that might win a tournament, you know? Absolutely. Well, because that's you know the lures only do so much, man. I mean, there's, yeah, there's guys, I mean, there's guys use the, the. If you ever talk to any of the old, 
older anglers that did really well to like, you know, you need three colors. You don't need all this other stuff. You need black, brown, and a, and a, and a, and a bright color, and you're good. Green, green pumpkin, black, and blue. That, oh, that's, that's it, man. That's, that's it. it. That's, 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 that's true. That's I ever need to throw. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, we we finally got your screen on blurry here. So that's oh, there thing. we go. Sweet. There we are. So is there one tournament where you were going in with the mindset that, and then it did not plan out that way, or at least like you said, how, how you could find something pretty fishing and then come tournament day, it's not there. Can, do you remember a tournament that you've had like that, whether it be kayak, uh, back of the boat or anything? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I had plenty of those, I'll be honest with you. That's like every event. I'm not even lying. Um, but I will say there was an event last year. Uh, there's a – Francesca, I need you to close the door. I, I'll, I'll get you a snack in one minute. Um, and so I actually did pre-fish, and I did really well, crushed it, right? And I'm one of those pre-fishing anglers that I cannot – like I have to set the hook and I got to land the fish. I can't shake it off. I just got to – I got to land if I, if I'm hooking the fish, I'm landing it. You know, it's just the way it is. Um, and so great pre-fishing. I had like, uh, I had two different patterns that were working really well. One is my, you know, I, I'm a power fisherman. So I love throwing a black and blue jig. That's like, that's tied on even in the dead of winter. I got one of those on. And uh, the next day, tournament day rolls around and nothing. I mean, I couldn't find a bite everywhere. I had found them in pre-fishing. They didn't exist. They were not on the outside edge of the weed line. It was a summer tournament, not on the outside, not on the inside. Uh, and I just, I couldn't find them. And I will, and the morning bite wasn't there. I, oh, you know, in the summertime, I mean, you always kind of count on the, on the morning bite. You're like, no doubt I'm putting a quick limit on the board. No doubt. Right. I got a buzz bait tied on uh, or whatever it might be. I, I'm ready to go. And, uh, and then it doesn't happen. So I remember, you know, nine o'clock rolls around, nothing on the board. You look at Tourney X and, you know, and that's the worst thing to do sometimes. Anybody oh, yeah. listening, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, Tourney yeah. X. <laughs> I mean, I've learned my lesson. I never look at that thing no more, especially if the standings are on. I'm, I'm done. Um, I, I need to get used to not looking at it. I'm, oh, my I'm, God. Yeah, it's it's I just think you got to put your head down. You just got to fish and catch your best five. And that's it. No matter what. You look yeah. at turning X or not, what does it matter? You're trying to win. You're trying to win. Um, and so, you know, so you're not catching fish. I look at turning X. I'm like, oh, God, I'm sitting in like, you know, 15th. And uh, that starts to play with you, especially when it's hot yeah. out. Right. You Like you got to think about all these different variables, um, you know, that go into it. It's hot as hell. You're sweating. You're not catching fish. Everything you're throwing. Like, you know, you I must have tied on 15 20 different lures and within the three hours because you're like oh maybe this color you know oh well, maybe i'm throwing it too fast maybe too slow uh maybe i'll go and try to go in the middle like you just you start freaking out almost right um and then you gotta and then you almost have to like what i do when i start like i don't panic i never panic because it's just fishing but uh but you want to get on the board you want to catch fish so I've always, I've learned that I need to just sit down and like have a bite to eat or take, you know, take some sips of the outdoorsman coffee. Um, oh, yeah. And, 
You know what I mean? And that, that has always helped me, right? That has helped me. I, and sometimes I'll play music, you know, I'll put on the Spotify and put on some Luke Combs or, you know, some Metallica or disturbed. And, uh, and sometimes that helps me get you out of a little funk. If I, if I'm in a funk for half the day, at least I have the other half to save myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody listening, it's an eight hour tournament. So you don't have to be in a funk for eight hours. Listen, if you are in a funk for eight hours, it's all good. We all been there, but <laughs> just know, you know, just know you can, you know, you can, uh, you know, you can finish a day out strong. And if, and if you don't just make sure you finish going hard, like, you know, the saying, if you're going to go down, go down fighting, right? Uh-huh. Go down knowing you threw and you hit these spots where you thought the fish were, or whether you, you know, they should be this time of year, um, you know, et cetera. So, you know, I had that tournament and, um, and I didn't do well. I ended up not doing well at all. I caught two fish. You know, I think I, you know, whatever, maybe 32 inches, nothing crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, the good thing is I, I didn't carry that with me in the next tournament, right? Cause I'll never carry anything to a new tournament, but, um, but you kind of live and learn, right? You live and learn and you, and you adjust it just each tournament will make you better for the next one. Right. Cause you learn every, you know, that's what fishing is. Fishing's learning every time you are on the water, whether it's actual fishing or your mindset. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I definitely agree. Once the tournament's over, you gotta kind of you gotta forget about it. Yeah, you forget about it, and you grab a brew, and you talk to your boys. Oh yeah, yeah, That's you it. definitely because there's so many people. While I did so, like I, I heard it this weekend, I did so bad last tournament. I have to do good this tournament. You're already putting more pressure on yourself before we even take off. Yep. Yeah, and it's not that, good. That can, that can ruin your day before anything you throw will ever ruin your day. Absolutely. Well, so think about think about back in the day, Mike Tyson, right? So if you ever watch Mike Tyson's old fights and his early career, he had the opponent defeated before they even swung a punch because the stare down, yeah. right? It's the same thing. If you're going to let that tournament stare you down and punk you down uh, or a bad pre-fishing, most likely, you know, you're not going in there. You're not going to go in hungry. That's it. You know, you're, you're losing that battle before you even start the battle. So, you know, you really got And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's what life. And that's, you know, I'm looking at my slay nation bracelet here and it says, always I put on here, always push forward, you know, yeah. because, and that, and that's not just for fishing. Yeah. That's for life. And we all I have need to get one of those. Yeah, I'll have to send you one, brother. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I, I wear one, and it, you know, we've had these on since last year, and I always, because I, because I believe in that power of positivity, right? I like, you know, absolutely. That's that's what this whole podcast is about. Yeah, <laughs> not, exactly. But it's, uh, I just don't. I think there's people that because some people put fishing on such a high pedestal, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody really wants to do it. But you have to understand. Don't just be positive in fishing. You got to be positive in everything else. And it will make you a better fisherman or a better angler. Uh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like that's what that's what it's all about is not just you know your mindset on fishing. It's like, yo, how are you living every day? You know? Or, yeah, that's it has to become habit. Yeah, I can remember like my worst days on the water normally come when like if I've already woken up, had a bad day or something has happened. 
that's out of my control. If I when I go on the water, it just continues. Yeah. Versus when you wake, well, versus when you like you're saying, wake up with a positive attitude, and then everything else just kind of works out from there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's hard. It's hard to do. It's not easy to wake up and you know. And I mean, I can go off on a tangent, but it's about purpose. Like if you're waking up in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, you got to have purpose every day you wake up. What's your purpose? Being a dad, going to work, responsibility. That's our purpose. Like we have to wake up and it's like, yo, it's game time. Let's go. We're going to, you know, we're going to slay the day, as they say. We're going to slay the day. And, um, it, you know, and I used to listen, you know, everybody, listen, we all have had hardships in our life that, you know, sometimes a switch gets turned on in your life and you're like, you know what? I'm going to stop being a little biznatch and I'm going to be the best person I can be because I got kids that look up to me. I got a wife. I got a house. I got responsibilities. I can't be moping around. You know, I got to I'm going to wake up and I'm going to set a tone and be positive, have fun. And, uh, you know, just know if you're fishing against me in a tournament, yo, I'm coming like I'm fishing hard. Um and uh, if I don't win or I do horribly, I'm going down hard, you know, and that's, you know, and that's what anybody. Yeah. I mean, and I definitely hear you on the, on the whole, you have people, you always have people looking after you or like watching you, whether yeah. you know, whether you know it or not, like, like you said, your kids or your wife, I know I have nephews that look, they, they look at my standards and everything else. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you always have people who are looking up to you. Absolutely. And you got to keep the positive mindset, even when you're having the bad days, you know? Yes. Yeah, I agree. So, like you said, you, you so you went into the tournament to uh, catching them, and then you kind of left out of that tournament with, like you said, three fish or – yeah, like two fish. I don't know. It was like low 30s and <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah. And so I think the key part of that is you said once you're done with the tournament, you're kind of done with the tournament. And that's that's a big part that yep. everybody I feel needs to needs to really learn. You know, I, yeah, I do. Absolutely. I know for me, I do my my social media post about the tournament. And then it's it's normally the very next day I'm on Google Maps looking at the next tournament. Yeah. And I've already done forgot about you know the past one. I feel like the, the reason why everyone looks back at tournaments is because a lot of a lot of people do angle of the year. A lot of people want to win angle of the year. Yeah. And like we were talking on the last podcast with Ryan. I heard that one. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I text you, you know it's funny. I texted Armando last night because he kept saying everybody, you know, anglers worry about AOI. And then, you know, uh, Jimmy and a few, you know, everybody else is like, no, they don't. But listen, yesterday, who was it? Someone posted, it was the Hobie BOS um, series and they posted the AOI and I forgot who's in first, but one of the anglers that posted it said, look, and I, so I screenshot, I shared it to Armando. I said, see, they do care. He was laughing. He's like, thank you. I was like, they do. You got to have something to reach. There's a goal. I mean, people uh, reach. Even in the pad, like I, I was telling Brian, even in the paddle and fin events, even though it's not a, as of right now, it's not a major, major tournament series, I still care about Angle of the Year. Absolutely. But I, come, come time to launch, 
I like I was telling him, I normally try to take it out of my head. Yeah. You just completely I don't care about it until the end of the day. Well, yeah. it's different. It's a different goal, though. That's that's a long term yeah. goal, right? Your tournament is short term goal, and your tournament is a stepping stone to the long term goal. And that's why that's why AOI is important because that right. So you know you have the championship event, right? You're going to name yeah. a champion. That's the champion of that day. That was the best yeah. angler that day. The AOI. Yeah is the most consistent angler throughout the whole season. So there's yeah. two, there are two different things. So to win AOI, that proves your consistency, right? That's, that's a great notch to have on a belt. I don't care, you know, like, yeah. that, you know, why do you think in the Bassmaster Elites, a lot of these anglers say that AOI is harder than winning a classic sometimes because it it's, it it's so hard to compete in, excuse me, in these large events with the, some of the best anglers in the world. So if you win AOI, you know, that that's going to change your life. And that's really going to boost your confidence. Um, it's not easy. A lot of people are chasing it. And if you even watch the elites right now, you know, they're talking to Matt Robinson and they're talking to, um, you know, any of the other anglers that are, that are out on the elite series that are, you know, um, you know, yeah, I heard him talking to, to Brandon Polinick and he's always, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. He says it gets in his head. If he yeah, but he wants it, but he yeah. wants it. Right. Oh, so that's everybody wants it. But exactly. Nobody wants to know what it, you know, nobody wants to put it in the head that they have to do it. I know, but uh, it's always in the back of their mind. So that's why AOI is important. People, you know, I mean, every angler is different, though, but I will say that. But when you're on a big stage, like if your name's top 25 for AOI standings midseason, I guarantee your ass is posting it. I don't care because you're proud, you know, like so people do care. You're top five. You're posting it. Um, If you if you top three and I posted it. Damn right. I would post it too. <laughs> you know, I would just post it to have fun. Like, listen, I don't even myself and I don't take it serious, but if I'm even like for Slay Nation, Connecticut, for example, my, our goal. So, you know, we fish it's team events. You have the option of fishing solar as a team in our small boat series. And my, my co-angler, you know, my, my partner is also my co-director. Our goal every year is to finish top five in AOI. And every year we've always done that this year. I'll tell you right now, we are not. And I, so I'm a little disappointed because we're just, we're just fishing like crap this year. Um, we're having a great time in the water. I will say that though. Yeah. we have, we laugh more than anybody. I guarantee we have a better time in the water than anybody else. Um, and uh, we just crack each other up and have a great time. You know, we'll catch fish, but you know, sometimes you don't even like, we'll catch, we just don't even care. We just put them back. We don't even measure them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did listen to that podcast the other night. I was making uh, Slay Nation hats, and I had it on in the background, and I was like, "Woo!" Got heated. Yeah, I heard it earlier. That was a, that was a that was fun. That was a fun podcast. Yeah, they said they're gonna do round two this next week. Nice. So that's gonna well, be. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a subject that people need to talk about. It was a really good one. Yeah, it was. <laughs> But yeah, no, a- AOI is definitely a player in anybody's mind. And, you know, but once Bass gets that going, they're going to get a ton more participation, I believe. Oh, yeah. Whereas, 
yeah, it, it was definitely it's definitely a player. I mean, and it it helped me this weekend because I knew I had to find fish because I knew I needed to finish somewhere near the top to keep that position that I'm in. Yeah, and. Luckily for me, you know, like I said, I went in with the mindset of I'm just gonna go fishing. I, I yeah. even said that, I even said it on the live stream that uh, we were at the boat ramp and we we're like, "What's your guys' plans?" And I'm like, "You you see the you see the weed line right there? Uh, you can find me right there. That's the first thing I'm doing because <laughs> I don't have nice. a plan. I'm just going fishing." Nice, like, that's right. Yeah. Hey man, sometimes sometimes your best days are when you're just junk fishing. Right. Yeah. You're just you're going out there and you're just like you're like, damn, I kind of crushed it today. <laughs> you know, and I was yeah. I was throwing a kitchen sink out there, you know. So hey, yeah. hey, that's it. And now that now that tournament's in the past, it's water under the bridge. Yeah. You you learn from it and now you start looking for the next one. And that's it. Oh yeah, next one's Fox River. It's basically in the backyard. Nice. So, I, like I said, I, mean, I was told Brian, I'm just going to survive these first three, and then you yep. guys got to come to my water. There you go. There you yeah, go. So. Now we're talking. I yeah. know. Well, I got I got a tournament coming up this Sunday, and uh, it's at one of my favorite places. I'm excited to go back. Caught some big fish there, so I'll have to let I'll have to uh, hit you up on Monday and let you know how I did. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hopefully, we do good. Need the points. All right. Uh, so, what's your uh, biggest fish? My biggest fish um, was a seven pounder. I don't even know how long it was because I caught it you know, before, like anybody was using hog troughs. This was like okay. I was, but I was out of my kayak. It was out of my sit on top, and uh, yeah, I just had a scale. It was seven point one pounds, largemouth. Caught it on a. I caught it on a lipless crankbait, and. Uh, it was, I think that was an early fall. That was an early fall fish. I think uh, it was the biggest largemouth I ever caught. I was like, holy crap. And uh, and not even on a good fishery. Not even on a good lake that I go to that I never catch anything that big. And this was probably, this was probably like, oh my goodness. I don't know, 12 years ago. Probably about 12 years ago. Um, that was the biggest largemouth I've caught here in Connecticut. Um, okay. so if I had to guess, I mean, that thing had to be, it was a long girthy fish and it had, you know, I, if I had to guess close to 24, you know, 23 plus, it was just fat. Okay. Was that a big confidence booster? Oh, of course, as... man. <laughs> of course, dude. I was like, yo, I'm the man. I'd like, yeah. I, I think I literally, packed up the kayak and went home and i was like the first fish i was just stoked i was like i can't catch anything else today everything's gonna be a dink but yeah man you catch it you know you catch big fish and the place that we're going to this sunday i've caught in lunker there twice and my partner has caught in lunker there before he caught lunker three years ago there it was a seven pounder on a drop shot and it's an old tree farm that is now you know uh submerged in water and uh Bohemoth, it was huge on a drop shot, six pound test. You know, we were at all around stumps. We were, I was just waiting for the line to snap, yeah, and we caught that. The whole time. Freaking out, dude! And that was in a that was in the big sixteen foot canoe. Almost tipped it because we were. I was trying to. I was like, no, I'm like Dave. No matter what, if I have to go in the water and get it, I'm gonna jump in with the net. <laughs> and uh, 
So we, he caught that there. And then last year, I was just I was using an Ike Smash Grappola DT6, and I was banging it off the stumps. Boom! Six pounder landed a sw- oh, dude. It was like a twenty. What was it? It was twenty two and like a quarter or so, but just fat as hell. And uh, I'm excited to go back to this place because I'm just I'm if I just catch one fish over five pounds for the day, I'm cool. I am cool. Yeah. No, it's it's always a confidence boost. After that biggest fish, you always feel like, oh, I got oh, I got everything figured out. You know, yeah. Now, I know, now right. I know what I'm doing. And exactly. Then, I'm Jimmy Houston now. That's yeah. it. I know how to catch fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always, I, I believe we all have that feeling, whether we get first place in a tournament or. Absolutely, yeah. dude. Sometimes it ain't even about catching fish or not. It's just like what you're wearing. You're like, all right, I look dope in this yeah. sun shirt with the hoodie. I look <laughs> dope in this hat. And so, right? You're just like yeah. out there. You're like, someone please take a picture of me. I look pretty <laughs> cool right now. <laughs> yeah, how'd you do? Any fish? No. <laughs> but I look good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. So uh... – We've been going for almost an hour now. I know you said you had stuff you had to get done. Yeah, I got my kiddos in there. I got to get them there. You know, I got to wind. I mean, they're up pretty late. And I got a basketball camp starting tomorrow. I got to blow up some basketballs, baby. All right. So we'll let you go. I appreciate you joining. I appreciate you jumping in last minute. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, at the last minute cancellation. But thank you, man. Thank you very much. Absolutely, Chris. Keep it up. Great job, man. By the way, anybody listening to this podcast, go follow Chris because he is an outdoorsman coffee company ambassador. All right. And we're proud to have him on the team. So go follow him. And Chris, share your share your code. Share your code so people can get 15 percent off. It's a Slifka 15. That's it. There it is. 15. There it is. Um, Give Chris some credit so we know that he's spreading some love. Yeah. So right before you jump off, uh, do you want to kind of want to explain the whole, not necessarily with me, but uh, the Outdoorsman Coffee Company, what they're about and everything really quick? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So if anybody knows me, I help uh, the owner of Outdoorsman Coffee is David Cruz, veteran, also first responder. Um, and so I help with the social media side of things and help with our ambassador team. So go check out Outdoorsman Coffee. It's a veteran-owned company. It's uh, it, it, we, Right now, there's 10 select blends on the website, outdoorsmancoffee.com. I mean, you can order it in all different grinds, auto drip to French press to whole bean, whatever suits your needs. Um, go check out the Serious Angler. It's one of the newest blends. Um, That's the one I have. Yep, that's a good one. That's that. That's yeah. named after the Serious Angler podcast with Bailey and Andrew, and that is a breakfast blend, all right? Which is a light roast, great for the morning time. But we have Italian roast, safari grounds, um, you know, French roast. You name it. There's something for every palate. Go check it out because every time you purchase a bag, it's you're, you're supporting a veteran-owned company uh, out of Wichita, Kansas. And um, if you need anything, hit up Chris, hit up myself, or just follow. The biggest thing right now is please follow Outdoors and Coffee Company on Instagram. Trying to really pick up that following. And um, we got some cool things coming in the future. And uh, check it out. Get some coffee. And as 
always caffeinate, motivate, dominate your day, y'all. Yep, yep. We'll end on that. I appreciate it. All right, Chris. I, anytime, brother. Have a great rest of the night, my man. You too. Happy Father's Day, by the way. All uh, right. Yes, happy Father's Day. Forgot it was Father's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, All right, buddy. Always, take care. always busy working. That's uh, for real, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. Take care, buddy. You, you too. All right, bye. Bye. All right, everybody. That was the interview with Frankie Provolo. Um, I just want to spend a couple minutes here. Just got done with the paddle and putting a trailer series event on Madison Chain. Like I was saying, um, practice day one on Thursday, I went up there, managed to catch one fish. Uh, then Friday, caught nothing. Winds are pretty bad. When, like, you know, at the end of the day, I did have a game plan going in. And uh, so I decided just to go to the only lake I never fished and ended up catching what should have caught me. Lost two in the grass, ended up catching four. And I think I put up 61 inches that turned ended up 14. But the goal for me was to catch, to stay up there in the angle of the year. And also, just wanted to say, um, I just kept a positive attitude out there. I knew I needed to catch fish, I knew I needed to get it done. And ended up getting it done just by being positive going up there and fishing what I knew how to fish. So end the podcast on that and uh thanks everybody for watching and joining and you're listening to the mindset podcast on the Fin Network.